Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 301, and we're talking about Lithuania. Yeah, we'll be exploring Lithuania in all of its quirkiness, and there was plenty of that. It's a fascinating country. There are heaps of great things to, to talk about. I would have liked to have gone there and seen a bit of this quirkiness myself, but I didn't. Yeah, you're not allowed to know. go there anymore, are you? I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back just to spite you. Anyway, before we start talking about Lithuania, we'd like to talk to you a little bit about what we've been up to this week. Yeah, this week is our last week in Alcalá de Henares, our last week in Madrid, our not quite our last week in Spain. No, I don't think there's ever going to be a last week in Spain. We really like Spain. But uh, yeah, on Sunday we're heading off and uh, it's the end of an era because we've been here for almost 10 months now. That's right. And uh, it's, well, it really felt like the end yesterday when we went to the graduation ceremony for your master's program. That's right. It was held at the Paraninfo room of the University of Alcalá, which is the room where the King of Spain hands out the uh, Premio de Cervantes, the Cervantes Prize for Literature. So it is this amazingly, ridiculously beautiful room. And that's where my graduation was. So that was really cool. Yeah, and we were allowed to grace it or, or disgrace it perhaps for a, for a few hours for the, the ceremony. Yeah, it was really nice. It was, you know, kind of bittersweet because it was the last time I was going to see a lot of my classmates. Um, there were four masters in the program, four different courses. And I feel like my group really got on really well. We became really good friends. And I'm really sad to be saying goodbye to a lot of them. And hopefully I'll be able to go and see them. They're all from America, from the United States. I was the only one who wasn't. And uh, so I have to have to organize a road trip just to go and see them all. <laughs> yeah, drop all those pins on a map. We'll be going for a while. Uh, so celebrated this last week um, along with our birthdays. Uh, it's been our birthdays since uh, our last show, I think. Um, I think your birthday was the day before we recorded, maybe. maybe. Yeah, something Because you like were in that. Portugal and then you came back on your birthday. I made him come back from Portugal just so we could celebrate his birthday together. Yeah. So I basically Nothing made like him 10 suffer. 10 hours of transit to celebrate your birthday with. Yeah, yeah, I made him suffer through transit on his birthday just so I could have the pleasure of his company, which I, I realized afterwards was actually a bit selfish. I'm sorry about that, darling. Yeah, yeah. And what about that paella you made last week that I didn't get any of? Oh, come on. Okay, so our friend Janine is staying with us. She... Um, was with Craig in Portugal surfing, and she stayed a bit longer to attend a festival in Lisbon. And then she came back, and she's been hanging out here, and we've been, you know, spending time together. And she became friends with one of the guys from our intercambio. We go to a, a Wednesday night meetup where we speak half in English and half in Spanish. And this guy, Juan, invited her back to his house to um, to learn how to make paella. We're quite good friends with him, too. We've gone hiking with him a couple of times. He's really nice. So... They organized that, and I was at work, and Craig, of course, had to stay at home and, and work as well. So Janine went off and, and was learning how to make paella, and I got a message from her in the middle of the day saying, well, why don't you come and have lunch with us? And I had the afternoon off, so so I did. And uh, Craig's a little bit bitter about that. But you could have come. No, no, I couldn't. No, okay. <laughs> no. You just didn't want to come. <laughs> so after our graduation ceremony, we had lunch, uh, and it was really nice. Janine came and Craig came, and we had a, a really good table of people that was that was really wonderful. And then just towards the end, there was a bit of a talent show, which was quite amusing. Someone was balancing chairs. Someone else did animal noises. My classmate's wife actually read a poem that was really moving. I thought that was really great. A couple of people sang songs, including my, my classmate Armando. And Armando is one of the best people. I love him a lot. And uh, it was just really moving. So I thought I'd play you a bit of a bit of his song. I did my best. It wasn't much. 
Told the truth, I didn't come to fool you. And even though all went wrong, I stand before the Lord of song with nothing on my tongue but hallelujah. Thanks, Armando, for letting me play that on the podcast. Well, what's next? If we're leaving here this week, where are we going? We are going to Aro, which is a town in La Rioja, which if you've heard of it at all, you'll have heard of it in relation to wine because Rioja is a type of wine from Spain. And we we might have drunk some of it during our time here, maybe. But we haven't thrown much of it. No, we haven't. And so we thought we might go to Aro and take part in the wine-throwing festival that they have there. And uh, we don't know much about it. We're going to have to do some research. We'll tell you about it next week, or next podcast, and uh, also about our experience in going. So this was Janine's idea, so we can blame her. And uh, <laughs> From what I understand, you buy a whole lot of very, very cheap wine, and you uh, you throw it at each other for several hours. You alternatively, throw it and drink it, I think, might be there. <laughs> yeah, well, I understand you had, you had uh, uh, one bag of wine for drinking and one bag of wine for throwing. Okay. That sounds, that sounds like the plan. I plan to do a bit of research over the next couple of days and then find out just before we get there. And then from there, we're going to catch a train to Oviedo, where we're going to start walking the Camino Primitivo. And I'm really looking forward to it. I feel like I have a need for a Camino in my life at the moment. I don't know what it is about the Camino. It's just so freeing. You know, all you have to think about every day is where you're going to walk to, where you're going to sleep, and what you're going to eat. And that's that's really it, isn't it? Yeah. What about blisters? Blisters. (laughs) Always got to think about blisters. That's the other thing. From there, we'll be uh, heading back to a friend's wedding in Toledo and then jumping on a plane where we're going to be spending some time in Berlin, some time in Prague, then probably heading up to the UK for a a month or so. And the rest of the year is looking kind of blurry, but the very exciting news is that we've booked our tickets off of this continent. And we're heading to somewhere that we've never been before. You've never been before. Going for an afternoon when you're six does not count. I remember we bought a ring. We went to a market and we bought a ring. I've got a very strong memory of this, so I have definitely been to Mexico before. Well, there we go. We are headed to Mexico in November. Oh, uh, so exciting. And from there, we're going to be exploring the Caribbean, then down into Central America, and then we don't really know. We'll just play it by ear. Yeah, we've been looking into transport options around the Caribbean, and uh, we knew that it was going to be difficult and expensive, but it's difficult and expensive. So if you guys have any tips or tricks or ideas or connections, uh, we'd love to hear from you. So tips on the Caribbean and also Central America, we're really looking forward to hearing from you. Yeah, and if you've never been, just wait a year or so, and we'll uh, we'll have a whole bunch of tips and ideas for you. That's right, yeah. Smooth. Well, even more exciting than uh, than this future dream is the fact that I was in Lithuania just a couple of months ago. So this is part two of a three-part series on the Baltic countries of Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. I traveled with Charles from J-Way Travel, a group of other bloggers, Cassandra Maloney from Points and Travel, Kaylin O'Neill from Travel Yourself, Laura Longwell from Travel Addicts, and Chris and Tawny from Captain and Clark. 
There's a bunch of coverage across networks like Instagram, Twitter, Periscope and Facebook with the J-Way Baltics hashtag, so you can check that out. Well, I'm so excited about this Baltic region, uh, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, which I so recently explored. Lithuania is the southernmost country of the Baltics, about 40% of which is covered by forest, making for some beautiful drives. And hot air balloon rides, which was the highlight of Craig's trip. That's right. I've never been hot air ballooning before, and I wasn't really sure what to make of it. We left Vilnius early in the morning to take off just after dawn. And we floated up above a lake in the medieval castle uh, of Trakai, then touched down an hour or so later in mist-covered forests. First time ever in a hot air balloon. We're in Lithuania, and we're going over the Trakai castle. <laughs> uh, we've just been in a hot air balloon over Lithuania. It was my first time, and we saw a pretty castle. And uh, then we landed, and now we can't... Uh, we can't seem to get in contact with the driver for him to find us, so we're kind of lost. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool. We've landed. We're out. We're safe. We're alive. Lithuania has a certain quirky, manic energy about it, and if anything illustrates that, it was the baptism of fire, wine, and earth that followed the hot air balloon ride. We are going to baptize you now with a fire, ground, and sparkling wine. We will use a lot of fire for that. Excellent. Okay, let's see how this here goes. So I'm kneeling on the ground here. So I've got a firelighter on one hand, a carver bottle on the other. Yeah. And let's... two crazy Lithuanians Lithuania behind you. I know, I know. Ready. Who, who else Bad is worried? This young man will burn you now. If you thought that was weird, there's more. We stopped for a little break at the Hill of Crosses. After the 1831 uprising, over the centuries, not only crosses, but giant crucifixes, carvings of Lithuanian patriots, statues of the Virgin Mary, and thousands of tiny effigies and rosaries have been brought here by Catholic pilgrims. The exact number of crosses is unknown, but estimates put at about 55,000. Wow. In 1990 and 100,000 I asked people on our trip to describe Vilnius, the capital city of Lithuania. Fashion. One word. You're putting... I'm going to go with vibrant. Energy and interestingness is what sets Lithuania apart. It's never a cookie-cutter experience, and it's always got another layer to add. Pusipis is a central suburb of Vilnius that's declared independence and broken off into its own republic. 
It's an area of public art, public eccentrics, and great little restaurants. It's gentrified and become fashionable in the years since we were there, but uh, its 39 clauses of the Constitution still hold true. Some of the more interesting ones are Everyone has the right to live by the Little River, and the Little River has the right to flow past everyone. A dog has the right to be a dog. People have the right to have no rights. And then the only obligation on the list, you shall remember your own name. I'm doing all right on that one. Yeah? Yeah. I have my moments. <laughs> I feel like I'm painting a slightly skewed view of the city, but that oddness is just so refreshing. At one point, Lithuania stretched across Ukraine and Belarus. Not only its history, but its mythology as well is rich and engaging. It always was a duchy and not a kingdom. Uh, the the only duke of Lithuania who was crowned was Mindaugas. In twelve fifty three, he tried to Christianize Lithuania. He got permission from the Pope, and uh, he was crowned. He tried to Christian Lithuanians. He was baptized himself. He baptized his family, and uh, his cousins. The who were pagans, they didn't quite uh, uh, like the idea of, of uh, changing their the religion, and uh, after 11 years they killed him. It would be wrong not to talk about the food. What they ate was as colourful and fantastic, and sometimes slightly odd, as the rest of the visit. Uh, so in Vilnius, again, we started uh, our time here with um, uh, some, a traditional meal. Um, we managed to... Uh, get a booking at um, a place called Schneckutis in the Ujapis area. So this is the first branch of um, the now three-strong Schneckutis chain. Schneckutis is actually the, uh, the nickname of the um, the owner, uh, who we even managed to get to come and say hello to us and um, welcome us to his, his restaurant. Uh, you've really got to see the pictures for this one. Um, and then... After a small mix-up, we ended up moving to another branch where we managed to get our order phoned ahead and uh, enjoyed the uh, somewhat heavy but tasty dishes of uh, traditional Lithuan- uh, Lithuanian cuisine. That was Charles Neville from J-Way Travel. Schnickitus really was something and somebody else. Old agricultural implements hung from the wall, a missile hung from the ceiling. I felt it would have been more appropriate to wear an animal pelt than the jeans and t-shirt I was in. Another evening we headed over the river to cook our own meal. Okay, so I'm going to try doing a reduction of uh, gyro, which is something quite amazing. It's burnt bread that's then been fermented in water with raisins and uh, other sweet fruit to make a rather interesting liqueur. Uh, we're going to use it as the base for our sauce for uh, our our uh, venison, and that is going to be quite interesting. They've put me in charge of making this, and that sounds quite scary. Uh, I'm uh, searing all the uh, venison steaks, um, so that uh, colouring the meat so that. Um, uh, we don't lose any moisture when it goes into the oven to, to finish. This can be really smooth and homogeneous. Okay. Not to go too fast, but to try to keep as much uh, as much air as possible. Can you describe what you're doing, Chris? I'm currently mixing a meringue into a custard 
being careful to try and keep as many bubbles in the meringue as possible, but still making the custard smooth. And how are you going to plate this? Uh, then I'm going to dish it very slowly into these little, I don't know, Pyrex cups at the end here. Great. We'll find out. That's good. <laughs> the culinary highlight was the five-star Telegraphist restaurant. The Barcelona-born head chef put together a five-course degustation for the group, matched with wonderful wines. Then we have the mushroom, also. Then we have a, this is a kind of gnocchi, this alcohol, it's a traditional potato dumpling that they make here. And then there is a little bit of berry gel. And then we put a little bit of sauce. Wow. So I hope that you like it. Thank you. To me, Vilnius seems like the most complex of the Baltic capitals. At one glance, it's grungy and in need of restoration. On another corner, it's value luxury delights with truly engaging experiences. In this show, I didn't even have time to touch on the prehistory, the medieval power struggles, or the fascinating Jewish history. I mean, notes from a Vilnius citizen appear in copies of the Talmud, for heaven's sake. Lithuania might be the least well-known of the Baltic states, but it really rewards the curious. If you're interested in the Baltics, I've gone ahead and customized the itinerary we took to make the best possible Baltic trip for you. You can find this at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Baltics. That's IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Baltics. So you haven't been to Lithuania for quite some time, right? We were estimating it was about 2007 when we were there last. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, having heard about my experiences. Well, I'm ridiculously jealous of the hot air balloon ride. Let's just put that out there. Yeah, but we've still got all of your hair, so. <laughs> That's true. I did not get baptized in, uh, what was it, earth, fire, and wine? Yeah, yeah. That could have been quite interesting. It, it certainly was interesting. <laughs> There's nothing like having two six-foot Lithuanians standing over you with a fire light <laughs> to make you consider your life choices. <laughs> What, what what went through your mind at that moment? I don't know. A big part of me was preoccupied with the uh, the amount of wind coming through and how that was going <laughs> to affect the recording. But there was also this kind of uh, I don't know how to quite how to describe it. It was like I was I was watching myself having an out of body experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, when you told me about it, and I saw the video that Chris and Tony made. Oh my goodness, that it was just spectacular. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, are you actually being doused in wine and having your hair burnt? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> yes, that is that is just what happened. And so, yeah, I mean, going out to Track Eye was really, really pretty. It's just this little, well, not little, quite a large medieval castle mm-hmm. on an island uh, on this lake. And so it was such a fantastic way to see it floating over the top. Yeah, I've seen photos of it. Actually, what we did while Craig was away was he was taking the photos and sending them to me so that I could edit them and put them on Instagram. So I've seen all the photos, and I kind of went through huge levels of jealousy, really. It was it was spectacular. But uh, I've seen all the wonderful places that he got to visit. And, uh, yeah, I want to go back. I think I need to go back because last time when we were there, it rained a lot. Remember we were in Vilnius mm. and we arrived and we had to find our hostel and it was just pelting down with rain. Vilnius then, was hard. Yeah. So we liked it, and also it was under construction because it was going to be the European City of Culture the following year. So it, it was kind of in a state of change when we were there. Do you feel like yeah. it's it's finished? Yeah. Uh, 
by and large, it was quite interesting hearing the guy go, yeah, and several years ago, all of this was just tarmac. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. <laughs> I remember that. Um, and so that was really interesting, returning to a place so far in the future mm. that the things that the the guides are talking about while they walk around with you are things that you saw on your last visit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was something quite weird. I guess yeah. it comes with getting older, eh? Yeah, time passes. Yeah, shocking. I can't believe Absolutely it. Absolutely shocking. So yeah, we were hoping to get back up into the the Baltics, inspired by this short trip. Uh, but the apartment that we were looking at there fell through, and another one in Berlin did come up. So that's right. We're going to be like doing that's, some. That's changed now. Yeah, we're going to be doing some house sitting. Uh, we've been kind of playing with house sitting over the last little while. We joined a house sitting website, uh, trustedhousesitters.com, a year or so ago, maybe a year and a half ago, when we were going back to New Zealand. And we did some house sitting through that, and we house sat for some friends of ours, and it was fine, but we were really limited as to location in that in that time because we had to be in Auckland so that I could go to work. But now we, we joined again, and I sent out a whole bunch of uh, emails uh, applying for house sits, and we got back some positive responses. We've done a couple of interviews. And one in the north of Berlin has accepted us. So that's pretty exciting. We're really excited to be going back to Berlin and uh, yeah, seeing our friends again and also visiting some of our favorite places because we, we were there, was it in 2013 that we were there, two years ago? Yeah, about two years ago. About two years ago for three months for a summer. So that was that was awesome. And yeah, we weren't expecting to be going back and this opportunity has come up, so we're taking it. Yeah, my German was so bad then, I don't think it's any worse now, so that's good. I think <laughs> <laughs> Linda got towards conversational, so that's probably slipped a bit. Uh, yeah, I was I was chatting with my friend Andreas, who's a, a German guy who wants me to speak every language in the world, I think. Anyway, we're chatting away in, in German, and he's always really, really, really encouraging to me. He always says such lovely things. But yesterday he said, Linda, I can see that you've, you've forgotten some of the grammar which is as close as he comes to criticism. So (laughs) obviously I need to get some practice on. (laughs) Before we close up, I want to say thanks to some of the people that looked after me in Lithuania. If you are going, look them up. Uh, In Lithuania, I was hosted by J-Way Travel, a boutique travel company specializing in trips in Central Europe, the Adriatic, and the Baltics. His walking tour of Vilnius was by Jirolita.lt. The balloon ride was from Orobelionai.lt. And cooking classes were at Chiop Chiop. That's C-I-O-P-C-I-O-P. And also thanks to the Vilnius Tourist Board. In Vilnius, I stayed at the quirky Berdanau B&B. All these experiences can be organized through J-Way Travel at jwaytravel.com. That brings us to the end of another week. We have uh, several hundred kilometers to walk and several gallons of wine to drink before we speak to you again. Well, on that note, I think we'll say goodbye. So until next time, travel well.